Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Paul Feinbaum's joining us now. Uh, Paul, we take two things very seriously at the Little Rock Touchdown Club. Wow. Football, air conditioning. <laughs> It, it's uh, it, first of all, yeah, it's it's cold. It's cold here, but uh, I was in uh, Fayetteville a couple of days ago. It seemed like for the Cincinnati game, and it was raining most of the time. So I, I'm I'm thrilled to see the sun in the state of Arkansas. Welcome. When's the last time you were in Little Rock? Uh, ten years ago. Okay. Uh, I was here for this group, and uh, I think it was a close call whether to ever have me back. <laughs> really? You say some controversial things? Uh, not as not as uh, controversial as I will say today. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. There's a good tease. Yeah, I, I've been told by uh, by David Basil that uh, I'm following a couple of unemployed coaches, and I have to try to top them. <laughs> just don't come become unemployed in the process. Yeah, and that's kind of, that is a goal. If I could just kind of free associate for a second, because I I mean there was a time when I wanted to be quoted. Now that I have a good job and still trying to meet a mortgage every month i'm, I'm not really that excited about uh, my comments going viral <laughs> trying to stay out of the trouble yeah that's good so let's talk about sam Pittman and the hogs and i think everybody's feeling pretty good about them right now we were talking earlier i don't know if they're the 10th best team in the country but uh certainly all things are trending the right way for them what do you think about the team overall yeah i think they're in great shape uh you know, i'm not crazy about uh, the catalan injury but uh, that happens in football and everybody uh, gets ding dinged up early in the year but I, I really like what I'm seeing. I thought the first two games were dangerous for them uh, for obvious reasons, and they survived that very well. And, you know, there's a couple of things about the schedule I don't like, uh, namely the BYU game. I just think that is a, a miscarriage of uh, a malpractice uh, of uh, athletic directorship that belongs to somebody else, um, among other things that belong to someone else. Uh, but beyond that, I think uh, Arkansas is in a great spot right now. What do you think of Drew Sanders, being the Alabama guy? You saw him last year. What does he bring potentially to Arkansas? A great deal. And and I just think, uh, I mean, I know that's the topic uh, du jour today. And, and he's, yeah, I, I was kind of shaking my head what you said a minute ago about the National Award, but, but and the co Was that the, I think, was that what we were talking about? I was, the I Camp was, Award, yeah. I was halfway listening, but. Um, uh, You're like most of our listeners. Yeah. <laughs> we're always. And some of my co hosts. That's okay. <laughs> but I. I I, I just think everything about this program right now uh, is going well. And, I, and that's still hard for me to wrap my arms around, considering the dysfunctionality of, of this football program a couple of years ago. Yeah, it is hard to believe. And Bobby Petrino comes to town just in time, which sort of started the uh, dysfunctionality on a on the high end, I guess. So it's interesting. Was Petrino coming to town this week? Yeah, playing Missouri State this week. So the timing's perfect. Wow. But, wow. Yeah. Our, our <laughs> Make sure you work that into your comments. Yeah, I, I'm not going to do any Petrino jokes today, but I, I hope uh, the women and children of uh, Fayetteville are, are locked down. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's talk about A&M. And uh, I don't know if anybody's put Jimbo's house up for sale just yet, but certainly things are not living up to expectations there for a guy who makes $9 million bucks a year. Yeah, I think it's a crisis situation. Uh, and you know, when you talk about coaches like that, uh, it's easy to be misunderstood. Uh, is he on a hot seat? Yeah, he's on a hot seat in terms of, you know, being lambasted from, from coast to coast. He's secure because there's just no way in the world even the folks in Texas have enough money or really want to consider that. But the fact that it's even being discussed is, is incredible mm-hmm. uh, because it seems, seems like two weeks ago I saw one of my colleagues on ESPN 
Okay, I'll mention his name. Desmond Howard picked them to win a national championship. Now, does this guy follow football? <laughs> I mean, I'm just wondering. Uh, I mean, I thought they would have a good year. Uh, I, I had them in, like a lot of people, nine or ten wins, probably ten, to be fair. Uh, but you have to start doing the calculus. And you know, every, I mean, they, they have so many losable games now, it's, it's, uh, it, it, it's, it's comical, especially if you're an Arkansas fan. Obviously, you've got a longstanding relationship with Alabama and, and covering that, that uh, program. We have made the point several times. Alabama really doesn't have anybody to compare itself to year to year except for former Alabama teams. Now, I heard some talk, I don't know if I bought it, that this might be the best Alabama team ever. Um, So then I have to try to juxtapose that with what happened in Austin this weekend. So give me your take on all that. Yeah, some of you probably know this. Uh, I used to live in Birmingham and work there for more than 30 years. And in in the Saban era, which is now 15 years old, uh, I think I've heard that five or six or seven or eight or nine or ten times in the offseason, this is the best team Alabama's ever had. It's just it it happens when you let – and don't anyone take this the wrong way, but you let boosters into practice – the, the fat cat boosters, uh, who only read their school's message boards, who only believe, who believe every single player on, bo- on, on both sides of the ball is the best player at that position because that's just the way the media works these days. Uh, and then they're watching them in controlled situations against themselves. Uh, and it, I, I heard the same thing. Uh, this wide receiving course, unbelievable. I, well, Where? Uh, Will Anderson is the best player in the country. I, I, I said that myself, and he made four mistakes uh, that most rookies wouldn't make. So I don't know really where to go. I, I will say that uh, 51 weeks ago, uh, a lot of people were saying the same thing after Alabama survived Florida, a team that ended up firing its coach. So you, you can never jump to too many conclusions. I frankly think Alabama disrespected Texas. I don't think they gave two rips about that game. Uh, and I have a track record to back that up. I was debating uh, Stephen A. Smith a week ago on, on his show, and he was screaming and hollering, uh, McConaughey, better watch out, uh, a beatdown is coming. And, and I just found myself saying, Stephen A., if you look at Alabama last year, Florida game, three-touchdown favorite, barely won. Same thing with A&M, they lost. And the same thing with Auburn on the road. These are three road games in the SEC that it took four overtimes. They have a track record of this. Now, that doesn't mean they're not going to win the national championship. It just means that there, something isn't quite right. The offensive line isn't elite, and the wide receiver core is either not very good or just hasn't developed yet. When you look at that Arkansas game coming up in a couple of weeks in Fayetteville, dangerous. Yeah, I mean that's a game I didn't think uh, Alabama was going to lose, and and now why why should you believe that that game will be any different than the one we just got through seeing? Except, uh, and I have to. Uh, what's the date of that game? I'm trying to uh, do the math in my head. When uh, is that before the uh, A&M game? Right after the A&M game. Right after the A&M game. No, well, oh. for Arkansas. Arkansas yeah. plays A&M, then Alabama. Okay. It's so, Alabama plays Arkansas, then they play A&M the next week. And here's the problem with trying to figure things out. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen to A&M. I mean, A&M can either bounce back. I don't know how. Under, Got Miami with, this week. With Haynes King. Yeah. Or, or they just go into a collapse. So every game, you know, the Arcan- I, I, was, I was worried about that game for Arkansas because I thought it would be a, a typical hangover effect. Uh, I don't know if that would be the case anymore. So I, I think the, game is, the game's definitely in play. Uh, and at this point, I think Arkansas has got a, sh- a pretty good shot at winning. And that's just not talk show host speak. Talk show host uh, speak. It's, it's real. I mean, I, Arkansas can beat Alabama. What, uh, what are your earliest memories of being interested in sports? 
I grew up in Memphis, uh, and I'm not just saying this because I'm in Arkansas, but uh, my first vivid, uh, I went to a few games uh, as a kid, but uh, the first big game I ever remember watching on TV, uh, the very first, was in, in December of 1969. It was, a ten, it was the Arkansas-Texas game because it was, I had never, uh, been a, uh, I'd never seen a game that big. Because, quite frankly, I don't know if there really had been one involving a Southern team. And growing up in Memphis, uh, Arkansas was a big deal. You had three schools. You had Arkansas, Ole Miss. You had Memphis State. Tennessee was around, but they were not as uh, omnipresent as they are now. So I had a lot of friends that were Arkansas fans. So, I mean, I I was – I remember just being distraught at the end of that game um, when it it went 15-14. And, I mean, we all know how long ago that was, and I was a young person – but it's still uh, it's still etched in my mind. I know people who aren't over the game yet, so you're not alone. No, I made the mistake. I think it was the first trip to the Little Rock Touchdown Club. They had just honored, uh, I think, both sides. Yeah. Uh, and I took a few shots, and I, I realized you don't make jokes about that game in, in Arkansas. So I'm not going to today. I learned. <laughs> yeah, they were a little bitter. So uh, I'm curious about your transition from you started on print, right? The uh, beginning of my the big part of my career was as a newspaper columnist in Birmingham. In in, in my first job was in Shreveport, okay. uh, briefly, uh, uh, and uh, heard a lot about Burt Jones being from Shreveport, playing at Arkansas. Yeah. Um, and then I, I spent almost all of my career until ESPN in Birmingham, uh, covering Alabama and Auburn. It, and at some point, uh, I, I began moving away from print, wisely, uh, toward talk radio, <laughs> and uh, I. I became infatuated. I, I, I was terrible at it. Uh, I'd never done it before. I had no training. Obviously, you guys haven't either. Um, and uh, <laughs> and uh, it really became uh, a passion. And, and, and I, I obviously, I know you guys are. I think I'm doing a hell of a job for my first day. <laughs> I, know you, I know you guys have been to night school learning how to talk in front of a microphone. I, I, say, that, I say that jokingly, of course. Uh, but then how did, the, how did the opportunity with ESPN come up? Uh, very interesting. Uh, I was, I was, I was, toward the end of my contract in Birmingham, and I was being wooed by SiriusXM to do a national show for them. At the time, that was a big deal. Now, my uh, pest guy has a show on SiriusXM, <laughs> um, and I hired an agent, and there, you know, he did what all of these top flight agents do, other than steal fifteen percent from you. And he started talking to them, and they were about to launch the SEC network, and they felt like I would be a good person to try to transition what we did in Birmingham there. And so I was the first hire uh, for the SEC network. And uh, I will tell you, it involved a move. Uh, it's, it's headquartered in Charlotte. And I wasn't sure it was a great move because once the, the executives started listening to the callers on our show, they, they you could tell that these were a bunch of northeast uh, preppy guys who know the Yankees and the Red Sox and absolutely nothing else. And, and the one guy said to me once, I was up in Bristol, Connecticut, can you get rid of the callers? And I'm like, going, there's no show without the callers. <laughs> I mean, and, and fortunately, and, and, and somewhat miraculously, guys, uh, we're still there nine years later. That's amazing. How about the move to doing radio on TV? Very difficult uh, because I did not have a – I had a little bit of television, local television experience. But the hardest thing is you have to stare straight ahead at a camera. And, and I'm not one. I, I am not a TV guy. I'm not, I don't make love to that camera like most TV people. No names mentioned, of course. 
And uh, so it's still awkward for me. Uh, and, but you, you suddenly, you, they, they tell you this in all medium and you know, try to be authentic, which is hard to do sometimes. But I think ultimately I've, I've overcome that by just being who I am. When you travel, do you get out in the communities or do you just basically stay in the hotel, go to the set, do your thing, get out? Um, it depends. In, in Fayetteville, uh, we all went out uh, down to the... He didn't have drinks with John Daly, obviously, because he seemed quite sober yeah. on the set. Uh, here's we, we had uh, I didn't realize it. They they said we're all going together, um, so we went in some back way, and I was we were with Tim Tebow, so naturally the upstairs had been cordoned off. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> uh, but um, I, I I don't mind. I, I really don't. Uh, I'm not concerned that some crazy fan is going to uh, attack me. I try. I mean, there are some places I would not go out. Um, I mean, I wouldn't go out to dinner in Ann Arbor, Michigan, for instance, or certain places where I've I've had bad – I wouldn't have gone out to dinner in Arkansas 10 years After ago. After taking a shot at Desmond, you definitely can't go out in Ann Arbor. No, um, but I – I'm careful, but I'm not. I'm not really concerned. I'll, yeah. I'll talk to anybody. Well, I, not that I'm worried about you. I'm just saying I'm curious if you're interested in that. Because sometimes I go on the road and I don't leave my hotel. I go to the hotel. I go to the game. I go home. So like, I got to know if it was something you were I'm interested more interested, in. I mean, after two years of being locked down, I, I'm I'm ready to go out. Yeah. And you know, I'm I'm still in my 30s, so I'm I'm going to go party with the best of them. <laughs> Obviously. I just saw a guy walk through with the Auburn shirt. What's going on with Auburn? Uh, I'll let you know this weekend. Uh, we're going down there uh, to do our show Friday and Saturday, and uh, I would say if Auburn loses this game, uh, the rumors will begin. Uh, they're, they're already – I mean, everybody knows somebody who knows what Auburn is doing, but, but I think this is the key game. Should they win, they may have a, they may have a chance. They have LSU and Missouri, uh, a couple of games that they, they could probably win if they beat Penn State, and then that's before Georgia. So they, they need to survive the first half of the season because the second half has Arkansas and A&M and Alabama and, and Georgia. So it, it's going to get rough. Wes is going to hurt us if we don't let you go, but I have to ask, and I know it's not SEC, but uh, is there something in your mind that's a great fit? For the Nebraska job, I don't think anybody's a great fit for the Nebraska job because I think the program is so uh, has been so diluted. I, I threw out Urban Meyer the other day only because he's one of the, those rare coaches that I think could go into almost any place. But I, I'm not sure. I'm, I don't. I don't. I mean, he'll be there this weekend uh, during the Fox show, so he can look around. I, I, I've been there two or three times for games. It's a unique place. It's a, yeah. it's a little bit like like Arkansas, where it's the only game in the state. And I, and I do think you can win. Uh, I just think you need to change the culture. I don't think going out and hiring a Matt Campbell, for instance, is going to change things one iota. He's, he's a good coach, but he, he's not that great. Uh, you, you need a game changer where people say, you know what, I want to play for that guy. As an Iowa State graduate, I would like for him to stay where he is anyway. So, yeah, I hope he doesn't end up going over there. That would be great. And But I, I just think, I mean, he's good. He's on all yeah. the lists. Uh, but, His name always gets mentioned. But, but I just I think you have to – it's you just don't go to Appalachian State, like uh, or Arkansas State, which where a lot of folks have have gone uh, have come from, uh, which is obvious. You have to get somebody that changes the culture the day he walks in. Yeah, Paul, thank you, appreciate it. Looking forward to hearing you at the uh, Touchdown Club. My pleasure. And listen, good luck with your career, guys. I know things are. Things are rough. It's uh, tough. I've heard the rumors, and uh, I think you guys are going to make it. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> you obviously rode with Basil back here. He's telling you all the dirt. I did. Yeah, there you go. All right, Paul, thank you. Thank Appreciate you. it. All right. Uh, broadcaster, comedian, Paul Feinbaum, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Very good. Thank you. Appreciate it.